Now, are you just saying you want to have fun, or do you really want to have fun? I really want to have fun. I'm just saying I want to have some fun. We're going to have fun at school today. Let's talk about it. Episode 7, Substitute Teacher's Lounge. All right, guys and gals, thanks so much for being here for Episode 7. The podcast is going great. The last episode, six, about discipline, had more listens than we'd had all year. I'm getting excited about this. I want to start this weekend's episode. Before we get into the fun aspect, we're going to have fun in the classroom and in the rest of the school today. But I did have some questions come in, and one of them I wanted to address. Basically, it asked me, Mr. Collins, have you ever regretted or have you ever apologized to a student for overreacting from a discipline standpoint? And to be honest, my answer is yes, and let me tell you why. I can think of two situations. First of all, we were having a group activity. Keep in mind, again, that I'm not a yeller. Uh, We were having a group activity. I saw two uh, sixth-grade gentlemen, what I thought, start to go after each other during the activity. I uh, softly uh, grabbed one of their arms. He pulled his arm away from me, and I I, uh, remember thinking, oh, that didn't go very well. And so I let a few seconds go by, and then I called both of them back to discuss privately with them. And what I told them, I said, listen, I apologize for grabbing your arm. I thought I was going to have to break up a fight. And they proceeded to tell me that they were actually best friends. And they goof around like this all the time. So that was a learning experience for me. And both me and those two students grew together and grew closer to each other by having that discussion. And I try, if I'm going to apologize to students, uh, I will apologize publicly. I mean, when I did talk to them, I did call them back in in private, but it was still in the classroom and many students around me saw what I or heard what I said to them. So it went well. Then I had a another incident where I had to mention something to a student just that I thought he needed to improve on. I told him where I thought he had gotten off bounds and unfortunately, apparently my voice raised louder than I meant for it to. So all of a sudden, I looked around and everybody in the classroom was quiet, I guess because they had not heard me talk that loudly before. And then I realized, you know, I let that get out of hand too. And I told the young man, listen, I apologize for not sharing this with you in a more private fashion. And the rest of the class heard me say that too. And I think it helped me to keep from tearing down bridges. It built those bridges back up. So that's the way I've always approached it. I have no trouble apologizing to students at all when I think I have overreacted to something they did and when I misspoke and, you know, centered them out from the rest of the class. And I think we all had a growing experience from that. So that's uh, just a few little carryover from last week's episode about a question I thought I would address. That's the approach I like to take. All right, it's time to talk about fun. I don't think it will be any surprise to you after listening to six episodes 
when I say that I have the mental maturity level of a 14-year-old and I talk as much as those kids, and those are two factors why I think I get along with middle school so well. Uh, I have a T-shirt that I will occasionally wear when I substitute. Usually it's when I'm back to a class I've had before. It says you don't have to be crazy to be a substitute, but it helps. That's what my personality is. I like to make class fun. I like to make the learning experience fun. One of the stories I share with them is this. Do you ever do stupid stuff? I do stupid stuff all the time. Two Christmases ago, we took a vacation to Washington, D.C. We flew into Baltimore because the airlines were cheaper, and then we Ubered the 30 miles over to Washington, D.C. About halfway through the Uber trip, I got a call from the airport. Mr. Collins, you've left your blue folder behind. So I had to make a decision. Here I am in an Uber. We've already traveled 15 miles, and the blue folder they had had both of our passports and my laptop in the, in the blue folder. So I told them to hold it to the end of the week. That was the first dumb thing I did. Second dumb thing, we were walking to try to catch a bus. I had my iPhone in one hand. I was looking at it. I don't know why somebody thought they had to put a curb in the sidewalk right there. I tripped, and of course, I fell all the way down, and I skinned my left knee and my right knuckles, and the reason being, I did fall on my left side, but I banged my knuckles on the sidewalk of, of my right hand because I was protecting my iPhone all the way down, so that was stupid thing number two I did on that trip, and then finally, we had walked one day about eight miles so I was showering that night, and I'll give you a few seconds to get that mental image out of your head. And I knew my calves were weak, but I didn't know how weak they were. So all of a sudden, I feel myself losing my balance, getting ready to fall out of the shower. I reach out and grab the bar at the side of the tub. I pulled it all the way out of the wall, and the shower curtain broke my fall on the way down. That's the type of uh, thing I have to put up with. So I did three dumb things on that trip. Now, the reason I tell those kids that, and all of them laugh, all of them giggle, that's a story I could share if I was teaching elementary, middle, or high school. But it loosens the atmosphere. It lets them know that I don't mind making fun of myself. I'm not going to come in there insisting that I know more than they do. I want us all to grow together at the same time. And that's one of the icebreakers I do that I think sets the class up to have fun. Now, I think I've told you before that when summer break got here, I kind of missed it. I, I was, knew I was going to miss the kids. I was sad to see them leave. Now, I know a substitute teacher doesn't have the responsibilities of a full-time teacher. I know that my wife, who teaches fifth grade, always enjoys her summer break, and rightfully so. I don't have to, as a substitute, I don't have to put up with all the parents. I don't have to put up with the grading system. I don't have to put up with the administrative, administrative meetings. I just basically show up and teach those kids as well as I can. I know when I go into a class each day, I'm an early riser. I always get there probably 30 minutes before the classes are supposed to begin. And, you know, my person personality is this. I'm hoping that the teacher has left class plans, 
but I'm actually hoping that their class plans don't take the entire period because I like to open with some fun statements. I like to close with some fun activities. I like to do debates at the end of class. I like to give them something to think about. And then as I look at the teacher's class notes for the day, I'm looking at ways, you know, how can I make this as fun as possible? I've mentioned several times that I'm a high school official of softball and volleyball. My days are the most fun are the ones that I spend teaching the kids in the daytime and then officiating ball games that night because I get to see them in a fun atmosphere. They get to see me in a fun atmosphere. I'm always a little concerned uh, that I might be making some judgmental calls that affect how they uh, feel about me as a teacher outside of class, but that's never actually been been the case. I remember one story of a young lady that I called an outside strike on her, then an inside strike, and then I think she ended up striking out. And I was wondering how that was going to make her feel about me as a teacher when I saw her at class the next day. But as I was leaving the field that night, she was walking to the car with her mother. And she, she said, see you, Mr. Collins, just as jovial as she could. So I even mentioned to her, I said, boy, I thought you would, you would be mad at me after that at bat. And she wasn't. She came over and hugged me right there in front of her mother. And she said, you know, we enjoy having you in class. So my uh, my fears were overcome. You know, I love all those kids. I I hope that they look to me as someone they can talk to. And as a result, I want the classroom situation to be as entertaining and as fun as possible while still learning. Some of the things that I have tried that I thought have gone well is pretty much any kind of class that you split up into teams and have competitive. I mean, if you're in math class, you could have competitive math problems. If you're in science class, you could compete on handouts that the teacher had left, those types of things. I, I'm one of those that I, I don't really like to have captains that, you know, and you pick every class members into teams because then I feel bad for the students that are picked last because Sometimes that tends to be just a popularity contest. But at the same time, one of the things I have tried is have the uh, maybe pick four captains, have them pick two or three more players, and then I just divide the rest of the players up based on the uh, ge- geographic way the classroom is set up. And we compete that way. We've had it set up in an environment where it was students teach the other students. Maybe the first one in line would say something to the one behind them. You know, it's just like the old operator game that we used to play. Only in this case, they might be repeating math formulas. And then the last one in line have to go up to the problem and, and show go up to the board and show that they know how to do a problem with that math formula. Science works the same way. Science lends itself very well to experimentation and activities and that type of thing. So I always try to make the classroom a fun atmosphere. I try to catch candy on sale, uh, especially chocolate, in the grocery stores. And when they're on sale, I'll take in a bag of candy It's amazing how just a little snack size Kit Kat or something like that causes the kids to really want to compete and learn so that their team can win. Uh, We played all kinds of games. I won't go into Kahoot again, but that's a good tool. But I want to make the classroom fun, and that's 
some of the things that I have tried. I like scavenger hunt type activities. One that I actually picked up from a teacher that I substitute substituted for that I used it in later math classes that I taught where she would post problems on the board and once you solve that problem it gave you a number and you found that number somewhere else in the classroom that gave you the next problem so we tried some of those I like to get the kids involved in what we do so one of the first things I uh, I did when I was a long-term sub is ask them what they think uh, would be great activities and make their classroom one more fun Everybody submitted ideas. I picked four of those ideas. Now, you can do that when you're teaching one day at a time, too, uh, especially if you're in an area where you expect you, you might know that teacher. So you're fully expecting her to call you back someday. So that's some of the things you can try. In math class, we were uh, talking about calculating volume of three-dimensional objects. So we took a few minutes just to take paper and create three-dimensional dimensional objects one day in that same class I pull up a video that some of the class members could draw and make 3d images based on what they saw in the video and that was really effective that one I it didn't go over as well because there's some kids that have artistic talent and there's some that don't so some of the class would get frustrated with that one but I'm always looking for ways to make the class more fun. I am not the type of substitute teacher that will just go and sit down in a class and not interact with that class. I'm not one that would just hand out the assignments and see how well they do. I like to walk around. I like to interact. Some of the kids, know, or all of the kids know, if I've taught them more than once, that the more I get to, to know them, the more I will joke around with them. And they'll joke around with me, and it creates a comfort level and a learning environment that I think is much more relaxed. They're not as stiff of, if, as if I was in there yelling at them. And so that's the way I like to have fun in our classroom. And one of the activities that might have gone over the best was what I like to call outsmart the teacher. Especially if I know beforehand what we're teaching for that day and I don't just see it blindly when I first get there. I try to formulate in my head answers to questions and things I can ask. And then I'll have the kids take turns coming up to the board and somebody will yell out a question and that kid will try to write down the answer before I do. Now, you have to be uh, pretty humble because a lot of those kids are smart. Uh, obviously, because a lot of times because of their age, they have quicker recall than I do. But it really gets them excited when they can calculate some, something quicker than the teacher. They go back to their desk. They give their classmates high five. And I really enjoy uh, doing that for them. Like I said, it, I'm one of those that I love to make fun of myself. I think it actually shows them that when they make a mistake, you know, especially in front of classmates, don't feel bad about it. Just let it roll off. You can learn from that. We can all laugh about it. You can laugh about some of the things I do. And then we all grow together and, and become uh, more comfortable with each other, and we learn better. Now, things to try just outside the classroom. I mentioned last week uh, Hamish Brewer is the author of the book Relentless. He is the principal of a school that actually, he actually skates skateboards down the hallways and interacts with the kids that way before class starts. I'm not coordinated enough to do that, 
But I do. I am not one that comes in in the morning and stays inside the classroom and waits for the kids to get there. I like to go out in the hallway. I like to shake their hands. I like to talk to them, especially if you've had them before. Most likely they will come up to you when they realize you're that friendly. When I, you know, if I taught classes several days in a row, by the end of those days, I actually had kids huddled around me because they enjoyed having that conversation and the interaction with their teacher. I liked having that personality. I liked them knowing that I didn't mind making fun of myself. I liked them knowing that I liked to joke around with all of them. I like them to joke with me. I think they know there is no joke they can say to me that will upset me. And I just think that creates a really strong atmosphere. I do it occasion. I don't do it on a skateboard, but I do walk up and down the hallways. I have had some of the schools I had taught all grades. So I like to see the students from the grades that I'm not even teaching that day. And I will talk to them. And it creates a camaraderie that... I really enjoy, I will see those kids in the hallways in future days. They always speak to me. I see some of them out in public, and it's just as if we're in the school system. We're excited to see each other, and we talk to each other, and it's really a great kind of atmosphere. Contest in the classroom, chocolates involved, joking around with students, assuring them that you are there to help them and you don't think you are better than them, walking up and down the hallways, greeting everyone. Just the way thing, the way I do things, I think that creates an atmosphere where at least the kids enjoy it that I'm there. And hopefully, even when we have fun in class, we're doing it in an educational format. We get away from lectures. We get away from you know, more static ways of teaching class, and we're doing our classes in a fun situation. That's what I really enjoy. That's why I can't wait for class to get started again in August. This is, in fact, August 2nd, 2019. I've already got one uh, substitute class scheduled. Thank goodness for jury duty, and hopefully, uh, I, you know, this is my first year to start in August I'm a little bit uh, unsure of how busy August will be. You know, you would think teachers will be there uh, more often than not in the early months. But at the same time, if you get sick, you get sick. At the same time, if there's workshops they need to go to, they need to go to those. So I can't wait for the substitute teaching part to start. Now let's talk about when we can really have fun. The schools in our area will occasionally have what's called a Renaissance Day. Some people call it Carnival Day. It is a day where the students have the day all to themselves. Normally what we plan to do, we will have a, you know, a third of the day will be associated with inflatable games they can play. A third of the day will be uh, gymnasium activities, basketball, volleyball, whatever they want to do. And then maybe the last third of the day will be movies or activities in classrooms where the teachers decide to do different things. I have been involved with these both from a single day substituting job to, you know, having one while I was there for several weeks. So I really enjoy those days. And it's just like uh, you can act any way you want to as a teacher. You can... Uh, 
stand away from the students and just let them enjoy it without you uh, sitting close to them or affecting how they feel by having you sit right next to them. I chose, like when we have auditorium presentations even, I chose to sit with the students. I want them to feel comfortable talking to me. I created an atmosphere that, you know, when I went to graduation for the eighth grade, some of my former students that weren't part of the graduation but that had brothers or sisters that were graduating, they saw me and actually came down and sat with me during the graduation ceremony. So they were comfortable doing that. I think that happened because I would sit with them and talk with them and have fun with them when I was a substitute teacher. When we would go out and do the inflatable activities, I would help those, you know, other teachers administering it. But if the kids ever challenged me, I would get right down in there with them. There was one bungee contest that I didn't make it, mind making a fool of myself. I ch- was challenged by another student. I actually did pretty well. Uh, of course, I was with sixth graders. <laughs> I'm not sure what that says, but I actually held my own. But you could hear the kids cheering because one of the teachers was participating And I think the kids really remember that. That's another way that I like to really have fun with them. Part of the day, we might go out to the football field and play outdoor games like wiffle ball and kickball and football. And me playing with them, to me, really creates the type of atmosphere that I enjoy. Now, I admit it, I'm I'm having fun too. It's not just because I love those students that I'm out there playing with them. But, you know, I I really enjoy uh, playing those activities with them. They get close to me. I remember in kickball, I kicked a ball and it bounced off a girl's face and she started crying. And she actually uh, walked up to me and, uh, you know, I was there. I was able to comfort her and make her feel better. So she was comfortable walking up to me. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that she felt like I was an adult she could come up and talk to. So I think having fun activities in the classroom for learning and outside the classroom for just having fun helps that much. I uh, I would bring extra sunglasses with me and let them borrow some of my sunglasses. They thought that was pretty cool. We would sit down on the benches sometimes and kids would come over and share stories with me about their families and things that I enjoyed hearing. And I wouldn't otherwise be listening to those or they wouldn't otherwise come over to me if I hadn't created a fun atmosphere. So again, I'm not a yeller. I like to do these kind of activities. And let's let's be honest, if I'm doing them in the classroom, if I'm doing them outside, it actually makes things easier on me because I don't have to lecture. I don't have to put them in a static environment, and we all have fun together. I think it goes without saying that if we're looking to get our students engaged in class, uh, perhaps the more fun activities that we have while still maintaining the educational level, the better luck we're going to have. I have noticed that as days progress and we do certain activities in the morning, it gets better as the day progresses because the issues that I had early will be addressing them as the day goes on so that it gets more enjoyable as the day progresses. The fun gets more enjoyable. We see what works early, and then we change it as we go, and that creates a fun atmosphere too. And, of course, one thing that I forgot to mention is when I'm in the classroom 
and especially when I'm substitute teaching a day at a time, I will tell them that I'm not a big fan of letting the teacher know the next day who the worst class is, but I am a big fan of letting the teacher, you know, leaving a note for the teacher to tell them who I thought the best class was. That seems to actually straighten them up a little bit, and we have more fun in that regard, too. So I would encourage you to try as many fun activities as you can. I think that will make the classes more enjoyable for you as well as the students. I'm not about to tell you as substitutes how you should be. I'm just sharing with you some of the activities that I have really found enjoyable. And always think about, you know, in life in general, we like to have fun. So it's no different in the classroom. We don't want the fun to get out of control. We don't want to have fun uh, and not educate at all. We want to have the fun built in and do our best to give a memorable situation for those students and create the learning environment that we really need. So that's really it for episode seven. Buy some chocolates, create a fun environment for your kid, and let's progress together and hope our best that we can, you know, when the kids look back, they remember us, we remember them, and we've all learned together using fun activities. As always, please email me at gregcollinssubstitute at gmail.com. I would love to hear about your fun activities, what you have done in your classrooms to make the day more fun to make, and, and therefore make it more educational for the students. I would love to hear from you. In the meantime, please come back next week and we'll have Episode 8 of Substitute Teachers Lounge. Audio clip is a trademark of Seinfeld and Sony Productions. Music provided by Ben Sound.